Max Duggan is headed to the NFL after the season. We'll discuss what that means for TCU in the offseason and if they'll be searching for a quarterback. All that coming up next on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, big time week here uh, for TCU and on this pod. So on tomorrow's show, we'll have Nate Dickinson from Locked On Big Ten on the program. And he'll be previewing this game with Michigan, which I got my Fiesta Bowl shirt today. I don't know if you can really see the whole thing there, but um, it's pretty nice. I also bought one of those like crazy um, Fear the Frog college football playoff shirts that has a very strange design. I'm kind of load. I'm loading up on college football playoff gear, but we'll we'll discuss the Michigan game tomorrow. Uh, early signing day is Wednesday, so we'll have plenty of coverage and news about this 2023 class. Who TCU's adding the transfer portal? They added a LSU wide receiver and the portal on Monday. So we'll get to that in segment two. Uh, but I want to start today with some discussion about Max Duggan. And the timing of this announcement kind of surprised me because I felt like Max would wait until after the season. I do feel like it's a good thing for TCU, however. He announced on Twitter and Instagram, his, all the social media platforms on Sunday night, that he'd be headed to the NFL. And, you know, wrote a very nice message thinking, fans, thanking his family, thanking his teammates. I'll share some of it. Horn Frog Nation, being a student athlete at TCU has been the greatest experience of my life. It's helped me develop as a football player, earn a degree, and become a better man. He went on to thank his family, his teammates, to his teammates. He said, thank you for pushing me every day. Our friendships will last well beyond our final days as athletes. It's been an honor to play with you guys through all of our failures and successes. Nobody could stand by my side like you guys. And then finally, to Horn Frog Nation, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this amazing university. Thank you for the cheers, support, passion, and the opportunity to play the game. To have all this in front of the best fans in the nation is the most fortunate college career I could have imagined. The important part here, in light of my appreciation, I will be declaring for the 2023 NFL Draft. But first, we still have business to take care of. So, Max Duggan planning on moving on to the NFL after the season. Now, obviously, he's going to play you know, in the college football playoff game and the semifinal game on New Year's Eve, and then hopefully, potentially, he'll be playing – in a national championship game. Um, I don't really want to get into like whether this is a good decision or not, because in my mind, all of this is just personal. Like it's personal decisions. These guys are making. They're the ones getting the feedback from scouts. They're the ones getting the feedback, you know, from the decision makers and trying to make the best decision for them. And, and ultimately for their families as well. I think Max probably looks at this. He has a degree. He's done a lot in the college ranks. Um, and there has to be kind of a certain thought about like, obviously it's tempting and I would love to have him back. I, I would have loved for him to come back and, and play with TCU again next season. And I'm sure that was a really tempting offer for him, but at the same time, I wonder if he's looking at it from the perspective of, is my stock ever going to be higher? Because if you come back next season, there's going to be some high, high expectations placed on you. Heisman trophy finalist returning. Uh, quarterback of a team that was in the college football playoff returning. That, that's very different than the expectations that were placed on him this season when he didn't even really start the season as a starter. So I'm happy for him. I'm not sure what his draft grade is. I don't think he's going to be one of the top QBs in this draft. 
but I feel like he's definitely a guy that can make a roster. And with his toughness and tenacity and ability to absorb information, I mean, I feel like he could really excel um, in a backup role and then maybe eventually be somebody who could step in and be a starter for an NFL team one day. Um, he's got great physical gifts, and he's got a lot of toughness and moxie about him. Uh, that's really hard to measure, and I think this team has fed off him. As far as Maximus' career goes, it's been an incredible transformation. I was really tough on him the first few seasons of his career. There was not a lot of winning that happened. They were a team that was basically kind of teetering around 500, you know, the first three seasons that he was starting there. And we know the story there. I mean, there was turmoil within um, the offensive game planning. There was confusion there. They didn't seem to be using the weapons they had available to them in the best way possible. His junior year, the the Gary Patterson era came to an end sort of abruptly, and, and that shadow was kind of cast over the whole thing. But, I mean, what Max has done well his entire time at TCU is he's just found a way to get the job done. You know, he's shown a lot of toughness. He's shown the ability to get, make plays with his legs. He's become a much better passer this year. And I think this team has really taken on the identity and, and sort of the the confidence and the toughness that he projects, and they've they've used that to their advantage, and they've become a physical football team that doesn't really blink when things are difficult. And I think as much as that's about Sonny Dykes and the coaching staff, it's also about Max Duggan leading the charge. And we know the story. You know, he stayed there. He hung in there when Chandler Morris uh, won the starting job. Eventually Chandler Morris gets hurt. Um, he takes over, and then he ran with the job from there. So we'll still get to see him play at least in one more game, hopefully two more games in his collegiate career. Um, and, and, of course, the big question now is what does that mean for TCU moving forward? They currently don't have a quarterback committed for the 2023 class, and early signing day is just around the corner. There is another you know deadline in February where players can sign. Now there are rumblings that they've – Kept a line of communication open with Austin Novosad, who's a four-star quarterback from Dripping Springs. He's been committed to Baylor for a long time. Jeremy Clark at, at Horn Frog Blitz has some more reporting on that. I'd encourage you to kind of look at some of the info he has. I don't want to um, use all of all of the information he's been putting out there, but I think it's pretty public knowledge. Uh, TCU has been talking with, with Austin and his family a little bit, and maybe there's an opening there. I would imagine I don't have any, you know, inside information here, but just kind of from what I've gathered over the last few days, I think it's most likely that he'll still sign with Baylor, but TCU at least has a foot in the door and maybe has an opportunity there. If they're able to land him, that would be a huge, you know, late flip that would make a lot of sense with Max moving on, obviously not for this season, but moving forward. Um, I talked last week about the possibility of, do you add a quarterback in the transfer portal? And most of you said, no, you don't really want to do that. And I understand that. And I think you look at, you look at the guys that are out there, and a lot of them are, are more like kind of players that are, are trying to have one more opportunity to start. Um, you know, Hudson Card is a name that's come up, but I think Hudson has some limitations, and he struggled at times at UT. You don't really see him stepping in and immediately being the guy. I feel pretty comfortable with Chandler Morris being the quarterback next season. Now, I think, again, we talk about expectations. Like going into the year, TCU seemed like a team – that was probably going to be around middle of the pack in the Big 12. And you thought, well, yeah, Chandler Morris can do that. I think because things have ratcheted up so much and in the last few months, some people might wonder, man, is that who they're really going to roll with 
for this year. But he did win the, as great as Max has been. Chandler won this job out of fall camp. I feel like the biggest concern, and whether it's fair or unfair, is that you know in his short time on campus and his short time on the field, he's been injured a little bit. You know, he got banged up in that Oklahoma State game, that massacre that happened a couple of years ago, and then. He hurts his knee, and and the knee thing was really sort of a freak accident. I mean, it was he was planning and trying to turn. It wasn't like he got hit and just couldn't get up. It was just a matter of some bad luck. And so if if Morris wins the job, or if they name him the starter, does Sam Jackson leave, or are you left with Josh Hoover? All these things, it's such a balancing act now in college football, especially that QB position because you have one guy that can play the majority of the snaps, and – I mean, we saw the, the benefit of, of sticking with it with Max this year is that something can happen. All of a sudden, you can be the man, but that's a tough thing to, you know, try to get a, a player to buy into because it's not a guarantee. You don't know if that's going to happen. You don't know if they're going to get that opportunity. So I, I think the good news is Max has made this decision and there's still time. If if you want to try to add a 2023 quarterback, even though it's late in the game, I think most of those guys are going to sign by early signing day. You do have a little bit of a window here now. If you want to add somebody in the transfer portal, you do have a window now. And if it's if it's more for the purpose of depth, and you can sell somebody on the idea of, hey, you got some experience. We want you in the quarterback room. We can at least say that you're going to compete for the job. Can't guarantee anything, but come on here and and let's you know let's see what you got. Uh, then these are these are options that are now on the table because everyone at least kind of knows Max is moving on. Max Duggan's a TCU legend, and I'm so ha- excited that I got to watch him play. I'm excited that he finally broke through. He's going to get to play in a bowl game, not only that, a college football playoff game for the first time in his career in about a week and a half. And what a fitting ending to his career. And I'll be rooting for him, you know, moving forward, obviously, as I'm sure all you will. Um, that are tuned into this because most of you are probably Horn Frog fans and you've loved watching his career. So if you want to share some thoughts on favorite memories of Max, I mean, obviously there's still time here. We hope the favorite memory is him hoisting a national championship trophy in a few weeks or just what you think about him going to the NFL, the possibility of adding a QB, whether from the high school ranks or on the portal. You can do that in the YouTube comments. You can also tweet at me. I'm at Simcox Steven on Twitter. The show is at Locked on TCU. When we come back, TCU added another wide receiver from the transfer portal on Monday, or actually I guess it was Sunday night, late Sunday night. We'll discuss that. Before we do that, though, one of our sponsors, we talk about them often. You might get tired of it, but somebody needs to hear this. If you're in the business of hiring people, if you're in the business of recruiting, early signing day is coming up on Wednesday. If you're the guy, if you're the guy at the job or the gal at the job that's got to find the talent, to make your company run, to make your small business run to high level, you should post that job on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash college. Post your job for free. Everybody knows LinkedIn. Everybody I know has a LinkedIn profile. I remember when I was at TCU, when I was finishing up my degree, everyone was asking me, hey, do you have a LinkedIn profile? Do you have a LinkedIn profile? I had a sports broadcasting degree. So I wasn't, you know, I wasn't as in tune with as the business students were on the LinkedIn profile, but I eventually got one. And if you go to LinkedIn.com slash college, you can post that job for free. It's the biggest network of talent that you can find. And, uh, you know, they got simple screening questions, other things that make it really easy and simple for you to find the talent you need and narrow down that, that talent pool a little bit so you're not wading through just application after application. That does not make sense. LinkedIn.com, it's where you need to go 
when you need to hire. Uh, so we saw on uh, over the weekend, JoJo Earl joined the fold. He was one of many that joined the fold for TCU in this 2023 class. But JoJo Earl comes over from Alabama, and he's a big-time slot receiver, right? Um, he's kind of going to fill that role that Tay Barber left, that Darius Davis left, or will be leaving when they move on after the season made a ton of sense. He's coming back to Fort Worth. He played his high school ball at Alito. I know my, my guy, Jack daddy slim. That's his YouTube username. So that's why I say that. I don't, I'm not sure what his real name or what his government name is, but um, that's, that's his uh, YouTube name and always happy to hear from him, but he got to watch him play at Alito. He's excited that Joe Jorrell is going to be there. And another player that entered the transfer portal a few weeks ago was added to the TCU fold late Sunday night. Jack Besh from LSU. And uh, Jack's an interesting player. He had a really impressive freshman season, 43 catches for 489 yards and three touchdowns. Now, this past season was not as effective in that offense, 16 catches for 200 yards and one touchdown. Now, of course, LSU did have the coaching change with Brian Kelly coming over from Notre Dame. So new era, new regime, new offensive system coming to Baton Rouge. And Besh was not as involved this year as he was last year. Um, he stands at 6'2", 215 pounds. He's from Lafayette, Louisiana. Was a four-star recruit out of high school. And is another guy that can kind of play in the slot. Now, he's a little bigger. You know, we talked about Earl uh, on Sunday, and he's 5'10", and is more your prototypical shifty, speedy guy. Besh is kind of like a tight end, H-back type player. I'm really curious to see where he fits in in this offense, but he's he's listed as sort of a slot receiver, um, so he'll be there with Doug Meacham, which Doug Meacham's done a nice job on the recruiting trail this offseason. It was really um, a, a nice, uh, I guess, addition, uh, whatever you want to call it. They retained him from the previous staff, and it's worked out in a big way for him. Um, but Besh, you know, he's another guy that can kind of make plays over the middle of the field. Jared Wiley, I'm not sure where, where he stands as far as if he's coming back or not. Jacarius Spivey, same boat. But both those guys, especially Wiley, I would love this team to use Wiley more. I think they need more help over the middle. They need players um, that are going to be able to you know get things done. And Wiley's such a big target. I like the way they use him in the red zone this year. I wish they could find a way to make him more of a security blanket, an outlet when teams start bringing pressure. Now, I know they like to use him as a blocker because he is so big and physical, but, I mean, he just catches everything. He has an amazing catch radius because he's just so big. Um, it feels like he's always jumping up and snagging balls from Max. And so here's another player that you can use sort of in that hybrid tight end H-back, you know, role, and uh, he's going to be playing that inside receiver spot. So, It'll look very different on this receiving core next year. Um, Jordan Hudson, Quincy Brown. Somebody asked me the other day if I thought Quincy Brown would be coming back for the playoff. Um, I haven't heard anything to that effect. You know, I would be surprised. I think even if he's 100% healthy, it would be really tough to get integrated back in the offense at this point in the season. But, I mean, that's another weapon that they certainly could be looking at as they prepare for this Michigan game. Uh, Savion Williams on the outside. Uh, you know, Cordell Russell coming in. But then on the inside, JoJo Earl and now Jack Besh, the two transfers, that's a good little combination there. And TCU continues to make things happen on the recruiting trail in the transfer portal. It's crazy all the different things that this coaching staff has kind of 
dipping their hands in right now. You got the the recruiting aspect of things. Obviously, you're preparing for a bowl game. You're getting ready for that, um, or a college a playoff game. You're getting ready for that matchup with Michigan. And we're going to talk more about that game with Michigan on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Horn Frogs. Nate Dickinson from Locked On Big Ten will join the show. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team.